Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome everyone, my name is Justin Kim, host of Inverse. I want to say hello to each one of you who are listening to on our podcast or watching through video. And in the studio, we have Callie and Sebastian and Jonathan, and we have all of you guys. We're going to get into a Bible discussion about the word of at one mint. At one mint, or as we say, atonement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's get into the Bible right away with a prayer. Jonathan, if you can lead us out. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for another opportunity to study a word. We pray that your spirit will guide us, lead us, teach us, direct us. As we dive into the Day of Atonement, uh, help us to see the relevance for us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So take out your Bibles. We're going to go to the book of Leviticus, and you can also go to inversebible.org. Download our Bible study guides on the topic of the book of Leviticus. You can also go to our app, which is on the Apple and the Android platforms, and download the blue icon entitled Sabbath School, created by Advent Tech. You can get the entire uh, Inverse Bible Study Guide series there. Beautifully created, beautifully designed, and uh, it's been a blessing to many people out there in the world. Uh, let's go to Leviticus chapter 16, <laughs> chapter 16, and we'll read from verses 1 to, I don't know, let's just keep reading, let's be in the verse. And Callie, can we start from verse 1? Absolutely. Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered profane fire before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at just any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die, for I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. Thus Aaron shall come into the holy place with the blood of a young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. He shall put the holy linen tunic and the linen trousers on his body. He shall be girded with a linen sash and with the linen turban he shall be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore he shall wash his body in water and put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats as a sin offering and one ram as a burnt offering. Okay, we'll stop there. So Braxton, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what, what? So we have a, the, the Feast of Atonement, the Day of Atonement is one day, but it's the last service that is performed by the high priest in the year. And you have the the development that we've had of the different offerings, the burnt offering, the grain offering, peace offering, sin offering, restitution. And then now you're combining this with the festivals, right? So you kind of have Passover and Pentecost and first fruits and on and on and on. And the Day of Atonement is one of those services that mm -hmm. happens every year. Mm -hmm. And now we're blending them. And God is essentially saying in this atonement or cleansing, right, there's been an accumulation of sins throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So through these sin offerings that are being brought, and the blood is being carried and sprinkled seven times on the veil, and it's accumulated all year long, and now those, the blood there is a constant reminder of those sins that have been committed. Mm. And now, through this one particular day, and through this particular sin offering and burnt offering, that's all going to be removed mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. the ministry of the high priest. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. Um, um, we want to get through. So I guess before we, we do we get there, so that's, that's a great overview. Um, I guess... It, just to establish that this is a weird chapter. This mm -hmm. is a weird book. 
right? Yes. I think just calling it out weird is just, just getting it, it's there, and then move aside and let's get to the meat of it. Um, are there, so we've talked about recipes here, we've talked about, uh, in the book of Leviticus, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about animals, we've talked about, you know, uh, food, sexual relations, it's just kind of like all over the board. Mm. Um, and then there's someone who, maybe a modern reader, first time reader, they come in, this is just really weird, it's just hard to access. Can you, do you guys have any counsel? Because we're, <coughs> we're getting into the apex of the yeah. apexes in this chapter. Mm -hmm. if, if, and, with, with, and I say weird, I don't say weird in a, in a derogatory sense, but just, mm -hmm. it's, it is unusual. Right. Um, what are some counsel we can give to allow that ac the accessibility of, mm. of, of this book and this, especially this chapter of all chapters. You know, I think one way to look at it is that we have to understand the context in which this uh, <clears throat> was given. This <laughs> is the people of Israel, they're in the desert, they're, you know, living in tents. There are a lot of things that have to be, you know, on an organizational matter, have to be established mm -hmm. for these people to live together. I mean, there's millions of them mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, as far as like uh, cleanliness and, and sanit sanitation is concerned. Leviticus addresses that. Yes. Uh, um, but it also connects uh, it with, be because we have to understand, you know, we live in a day and age where spirituality and religion is kind of like a one aspect of your life. Oh, it's like the thing you do, you know, Sabbath morning or whenever you go to church, whatever you do. Mm. Uh, but for the Israelites, that was their whole life. Religion was their whole life, right? Mm -hmm. Everything revolved around, literally the camp was built around, around the sanctuary system. Right. And so Leviticus kind of brings out a lot of these things that have to do with the daily things, um, uh, the daily, you know, uh, things they do in their, in, you know, from day to day. Yes. <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> we got it, the daily <laughs> yeah, things. The daily things. <laughs> We're good. Uh, but also it connects it to the religious uh, practices. Mm -hmm. And so Leviticus addresses some of these. Now, of course, these are weird to us because yes. we don't do this anymore. Yes. But it's all served as a, as a really um, multi-dimensional, uh, illustration mm -hmm. of what God is doing for humanity. Mm -hmm. So it was a 3D, uh, you know, 4D experience <laughs> for the, <laughs> for the, yeah, for, right. yeah, through for time and through the calendar. And everything, yeah. yep. you know, um, for, for the Israelites to experience what God does mm -hmm. and to, to teach them really in, a, in, in simple terms, the plan of salvation. Mm. And the Day of Atonement is, as you said, the apex, it's kind of like the, where it all leads to, throughout the year and uh, in the yearly cycle of, of what they do. Um, and so, as we're going to see today, it has very, very important um, implications mm -hmm. for the people of Israel and even us today. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like uh, this, this, this book because it's such a, it's really a technical manual, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And it's for those who are geeking out. And so, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever topic there is out there, whether it's, you know, uh, if you're into movies, if you're into journaling, if you're into sports, whatever, whatever hobby that you're in, there is a certain level that once you get into, if you're into, you know, I don't know, I'm going to make something up, baseball, that you, you, you get into, you know, watching how they make baseball bats and then there's mm, specialties yes. and then you got to get this wood <laughs> or people who are into firewood and or, I don't know. Those of you who are into journaling, I mean, I am into journaling. I like a Loystrom 1917 A5 dotted and it's got to be the modern color. It's not the class. I mean, you get into it and you go into where the paper is made, where in Germany, where the wood's coming from. You want to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So when, when you read a technical manual on how a nuclear you know, submarine works, there's just a lot of stuff here. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. But if you're the captain of the, the submarine, man, that's super important. Mm 
So he, yeah. I, mean, I guess I'm just, I, I, that's, that was my reaction, Sebastian, as you were yeah. talking. I mean, in verse 4, he's putting on trousers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And I guess with someone who's coming in, they're reading the Bible. I'm like, look, Lord, what would you have me to do today? Let me just go to Leviticus chapter 16, verse 4. <laughs> I'll put on, put on your trousers. and little trousers. <laughs> so, yeah, there's humor. We acknowledge the humor. There's awkwardness. We acknowledge awkwardness. But there are, there are some portions of the Bible that require some depth and mm. some passion to get into it. Yeah. There, there's and, that rigor necessary. And I love, I love your illustration about the submarine because it is true, mm. right? If you ever talk to a person who's geeking out on something like, you know, Callie's really into the Enneagram thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, I remember listening, I was actually <laughs> reflecting on this <laughs> last night. And I was thinking like, wow, like Callie's really on fire about this thing. <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm, I'm, I become fascinated, right, yeah, right, by her fascination. There is a level of like, wow, she's weird. She keeps on talking, <laughs> right. but as you keep on talking, you get interested, yes. and there's a, there's a draw factor. And you do take the like, test huh, twice. Maybe yeah. I should yes. get into this. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, this, this is, yeah. So I, I think you're exactly right in, in someone walking into that situation, right, who may not share that passion, right, they're just going to be like, okay, wow, this, this is a lot, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you start feeling like you're, you're drifting out into the ocean, yes. right? You're like, I'm far from the peaceful shore. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to get back. I'm just going to. Yes. <laughs> and I think with Leviticus, like you said, we, we got to figure out what was Moses geeking out about? Yeah. Like, what is really the core of it? And you, yeah. you hit it. You hit it. You hit it where it's like, not only are we talking about sins, mm -hmm. not only are we talking about the sins of Israel, but we're talking about the sins of the world. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that transition. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Just another, I mean, I'm agreeing with everything you guys are saying. Um, another rephrase that comes to mind is, what helps me in approaching Leviticus, even in preparing for this study itself, is approaching it kind of the way I approach biblical prophecy. And that is, mm. I'm not going to get a devotional lesson in about 20 seconds, yeah. like I do in the book of John. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, and also, all this is, like, it's not symbolic in the sense of, like, there's beasts and they have all these heads and there's their kings and their <laughs> nations. Okay, it's not symbolic like that, but it is symbolic. Mm -hmm. And there, it's pointing to something else. Mm -hmm. And so, reading things slowly mm -hmm. and even now like as because we spent so much time talking about the five different offerings and mm -hmm. how they're a strong rope and they're mm -hmm. Jesus I'm like reading here now I'm like ooh burnt offering yeah I like the vocabularies are been defined so now yeah. you can kind of get into it but yeah versus before cool. I'm like burnt offering okay yeah fire yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yes <laughs> versus yes. now I'm like I know what that means yes <laughs> and yes. so by I think by taking our time through Leviticus and not just starting in Leviticus 16 yes. and building the picture slowly and gradually and taking our time, mm -hmm. by the time we get to Leviticus 16, we can appreciate the pinnacle that it is mm -hmm. because we actually know what they're talking about. There you go. And how beautiful go. is that even for the Bible at large, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Imagine the people who went through Genesis, Leviticus, Exodus, and then now you're seeing Jesus, right? Yeah. In real oh, time. Snap. <laughs> so it's like, you're the Lamb of God, right? <laughs> like John's pointing at him. And, you know, for me, coming from the hood, you're like, who's pointing at another man talking about he's a lamb? Right. Yes. And this is like a powerful, prideful thing. Yeah. Right? Like, like, people yeah. are like, he's not a lamb. It's like, <laughs> like, all right, if you guys want to debate on who's a lamb, like, that's not really giving you any street cred mm -hmm. in Chicago. Exactly. But contextually recognizing, like, he is the man, like, mm -hmm. the God man. And, and that's like a sort of inside information of people who know mm -hmm. the significance of what John was trying to say. And I think it's, it's literally like how Leviticus gives us that sort of lead in. 
Yeah, just to, to add on before we go <laughs> in, really into it, I just want to say that um, a lot of people don't really care much about the Old Testament. They just love the New Testament. And we all yeah. love the New Testament, but you are missing out mm -hmm. if you don't 100%. have the Old Testament logged into your brain when you it's read the New setup. Testament. <laughs> it, is, it is the foundation, you know. Some people call it the, the promise, what is it, like the promise made, the promise kept, you know, mm -hmm. Old Testament is made. Cool. But what we've seen here is if, if you don't get Leviticus 16, you are missing a crucial part of understanding how salvation works. Mm -hmm. And that and is Jesus' uh, work. Exactly. Right. So like this is why it's so important that you take the time to really study these things so that you are blessed yeah. when you enjoy the New Testament even more than if you just read Amen. it casually. You know, the offerings that we've talked about really yeah. talk about how Jesus saves the individual mm -hmm. individual sinner yeah. in chapter 16. Now we're talking about how Jesus saves really the universe, how mm -hmm. the earth of all the sins that are accumulating and mm -hmm. how God deals with uh, with with evil, right? right? So this isn't some like oh chapter sixteen. Okay, just but it's it's universal. Let's go to verse four. And uh, you know, I did make light of the trousers and the tunic, <laughs> but you do see that when you're dealing with nuclear energy, there are uniforms. This is a hazmat suit yeah. that he's putting on. Mm -hmm. And then when you're dealing with holy things and unholy things and blood and yeah. sin, that you're not just in your t-shirts and jeans. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but <laughs> God is showing the import of these things. Yeah. And this is the uniform slash hazmat suit that he's wearing. And in verse four, he says, these are holy garments. Yeah, mm -hmm. verse five, he shall take from the congregation. We saw two kids of goats. This is very important. Two mm -hmm. goats come in that this guy, this is this, this high priest brings two goats. Mm -hmm. And what happens to these two goats? Let's there's, read in ver verse, read verse six, Jonathan, read verse six. For no, that's fine. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering, which is it for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Mm -hmm. Then Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's, <laughs> the Lord's lot fell and offer it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and to let it go as the scapegoat into the wilderness. All right, so you have two goats, and what's happening to these two goats? What's, John? Yeah, so there's two goats. One goat uh, serves as the sacrifice mm -hmm. through, um, and the blood of that goat is being used to ritually purify the sanctuary, the, the mm -hmm. process that we're going to see here later on. And that goat dies. That goat dies. Dies. Yeah, so that's representing still Clearly Christ like all the other. Jesus, and that blood is the one that, right. that helps with the, the salvation component. Exactly. Okay. And then the other goat, um, is the, it's not killed. It's not killed. Mm -hmm. So there's no sacrifice here. So this mm -hmm. cannot be representing Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but in this goat is what they call the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and upon that goat will be put um, the, the, the sins, like the, the, the impurities, mm -hmm. the sins that have been transferred onto the sanctuary mm -hmm. will be tr ritually transferred out and put on that goat mm -hmm. as a symbol of uh, and, you know, this is the this is the individual upon which the the guilt falls, mm -hmm. um, or the initiator of mm -hmm. all sin. So, so last episode we've been talking about like how uh, watch what you eat, and we talked. Uh, I, don't, I forget which episode, but blood and fat are also unclean, and so blood yes. is always used as a way to move things. Transportation. Transportation, mm -hmm. and so for in the three hundred and sixty year. Uh, 360 days of the year mm. for 500, or <laughs> 359 <laughs> days of the year, all these sins are being transferred into the sanctuary. Yes. The sanctuary is being dirty. That's yes. just a, it's a weird like, concept for It's almost like have. a trash dump. Trash you know, dump. The trash I mean, this is, is going God's in. house mm -hmm. being the trash dump. I just thought, like, Lord, forgive me for when I 
punched uh, Sebastian. Lord, forgive me. Uh, forgive me for all the, the thoughts of frustration that I've had towards this brother. <laughs> uh, Lord, forgive me. And then, poof, it just goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's many Christians who still are in that, that, that mode. Yes. But what we're seeing here is, through in Leviticus, they're all getting transferred to... Mm-hmm. Back then, the earthly sanctuary, which pointed to the heavenly reality of going into heaven. Okay, let's keep going. Which which I think is important to emphasize that, like Mm. you said, when you ask for forgiveness, it doesn't just go away. Mm. But actually, God is taking responsibility for Mm. it. And he's saying, put that to my account. Put that to my account. Put that to my account. Mm -hmm. And this is obviously giving you what is he eventually going to do with it Mm -hmm. as he's bearing it and it's weighing down his house, and mm-hmm. he takes on the burden of it. And not only does he take burden, he dies for that, yes. Yes. for that transfer, that separation of sin to be made possible. Right. Yes. And it ultimately goes back to the originator of sin. Yes. It goes, well, let's keep on reading. Uh, in verse 11, verse 11, Callie, read verse 11, please, yeah. and onwards. And Aaron shall bring the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bull as the sin offering, which is for himself. Then he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, with his hands full of sweet incense beaten fine, and bring it inside the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the testimony, lest he die. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side, and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, which is for the people, bring its blood inside the veil, do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. Okay, let's stop there. Um, some points, what do you see there from, from that observation? Uh, I see, well, I see one thing very clearly is that the, the priest needs, the high priest needs atonement for himself. Yes. yes. The cool thing in later on in Hebrews is that, hey, we got a high priest that doesn't need to take care mm-hmm, of himself mm-hmm. because he's Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, he's pure and sinless and <laughs> separate from Jesus. sin. Jesus. That's right. What's, what's pretty powerful is here that only once a year on the Day of Atonement mm. does the high priest actually go into the most holy mm. place where the mercy seat is, the Ark of the Covenant representing the throne of God, right? Mm. And how he's literally sprinkling blood on the throne of God into the, the Shekinah, the, the glory of God that is there, <laughs> and um, representing that God takes, you know, the sin upon himself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that justice is served through the death of Christ, and then now he's transport as he, as he does all this, he's also transporting all all that the uh, the, the ritual impurities out of the sanctuary mm-hmm. through that blood. Mm-hmm. But it is significant because um, going into the most holy place is no, no small thing, mm-hmm. literally into the visible presence of God. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and so for the high priest, this was also <laughs> probably a pretty terrifying moment because, you know, if, he, if he's not right with God, <laughs> you can't stand in his presence. I mean, can you imagine the anxiety of like your <laughs> high priest, your priest going on there and there we just, you hear like, he <laughs> 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 just fell over like. And then? <laughs> they, they, would, they would actually put oh, a rope no. around the high priest's leg uh-huh. in case he dies so they can pull him out. Yeah, because they can't go in. Yeah, no. yeah, they'll they die. Be, yeah and, yeah. and also thinking about what does that teach us about our own lack of reverence of God's presence? Mm. You know, here's a person in the holy place, and he's saying, I come in the holy place every year, you know, bring the blood, sprinkle it seven times right. on the veil, we're good. And it's like this one day, it's like, all right, it's time for you to come before the Lord. <laughs> and he's like, all right, you got to take some coal, some incense, beaten fine. Right? <laughs> so it's like, if you don't, 
you're going to die. Mm -hmm. So then beating this fine incense is a part of that process of protecting mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. and then making sure you have it in your hand and following the procedures. So all these things that we think are insignificant mm -hmm. and it's like, ah, oh, you know, just get it through and maybe ask your son, hey, Nadab, why don't you help out your papa with this? Like, no, no, this, <laughs> this needs to be right. Mm -hmm. And then to come to the veil and when that veil opens and now he's going to wave that smoke ahead of himself mm -hmm. and eventually he has to take a step yeah. right mm -hmm. into that room. So you just kind of imagine, at least in my mind, it's just the anxiety, the heart rate that's raising, and it's like, okay, we're, we're gonna go in. And then not only are you gonna go in, but you're like kneeling right by, and there's the glory of God. You're sprinkling. And you're, you're trying to sprinkle. And so you're, you're just thinking like, why is it that we don't have that same sense of reverence of God's mm -hmm. presence? Mm -hmm. And in the, and, and you know, there's many more directions you can go with that, but just to establish what I see here is the significance that you don't get to just go into God's presence anytime, mm -hmm. even the high priest. Mm -hmm. And what this day, the significance of what it meant, like mm -hmm. it was a day of cleansing, but it was also a day of communion with God. The, the, the import of what you're talking about is this is like uber of holy of holy of holy of, like it's just oh, of the, of, of all days, right? Yes. And because of the, 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 the ginormity of it, that's not even a word. The gravitas. The gravitas of it. <clears throat> The order of which you, which this this gentleman, this uh, this high priest does, this gentleman, this high priest does this is very important. Like when we get, and like I've noticed when I get in the car, uh, you know, it's so second nature. But my boys are like, Daddy, why do you have to turn the key on first? Why do you put it from parking mm. to 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 D and then a seatbelt? But there's an order which you do things, and if you do it out of order, hey, your car's not going to work. You may actually mess up your car. You may mm -hmm. actually, you know you know, waste, crash or, crash or whatever. <laughs> right. And you see here that, well, Jonathan, you mentioned that for 300 and uh, 59. 59 days of the year, the order by which the, the blood is sprinkled is towards mm -hmm. the whole, most holy place. You see from the outside in, outside in, outside in. That order is very important. When we're reading this, we're like, oh, what's these detail, 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 detail. But hey, it's cool, there's an order that goes in. But on this one day in chapter six, you see it starts it's from the inside out. and now it's going out. Yes. So God is cleansing his house. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's, that's the bottom line and there's an order to that, that, that that's cool. Um, let's go to verse 20, let's go to verse 20. Let's skip down to verse 20. And Spraxton, can you read that for us? And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place, the tabernacle of meeting, and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions, concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat, and shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. The goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. Okay, we'll stop there, and then afterwards you see how uh, the priest has to burn his, his clothes and make sure that, that his, his uniform, is all, his hazmat suit is properly taken care of in, mm -hmm. in, the, uh, in the toxic area. But in the, in, in the passage you just read, what's going on there? What's going on with this, this suitable man? You see two things, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing you see is that this pr process has nothing to do with atonement, okay. mm -hmm. right? This is in verse 20, he's made an end of atoning mm -hmm. for the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So all of that is done. The second thing you see is that God is not done dealing with sin, but he's taking it and putting these sins that have now been cleansed 
from the people, from God's house, and now is put on this scapegoat, mm -hmm. which is obviously a, a symbol, right, of, of, I mean, we could say it's a symbol of the devil, and this person is bearing the burden of guilt, mm -hmm. and he's saying, oh, we're going to take this man, and he's going to carry this goat, into, and it's now lost in this wilderness, right? Mm -hmm. It's like in this, like, uninhabited, dangerous, unsafe, there's nothing out there. In, in other words, it's going to go somewhere to die without anyone sacrificing it. Correct. It's dying. Yeah. And its blood and its life does not bring atonement. Right. It is mm -hmm. the fact that it's being banished, right, and this thing is being removed and it's carrying the sins far, yeah. far, never to return again. Mm -hmm. And so to me, you, you have this sort of element where mm -hmm. now it's elevating it from the, the, the sanctuary service is not just about salvation, mm -hmm. you know, my personal salvation, mm -hmm. like you were saying, but it is also about the greater thing of God dealing with sin. It's about in judgment, general, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So in general, he's like, I'm going to deal with sin completely. Mm -hmm. Even after you're forgiven, yeah. you're cleansed. My house is cleansed. Heaven is cleansed. But I'm going to eventually, even after that, deal with sin completely yes. mm -hmm. itself. Mm -hmm. it, the Day of Atonement really has to do with judgment mm -hmm. um, because now we see God not only dealing with the forgiveness, as you said, and the salvation aspect for us, mm -hmm. but also dealing with justice as in, who is responsible for this. Mm -hmm. And so he, it, through this yearly service, people were, <clears throat> it was clarified that <clears throat> you, you don't just go to the sanctuary to, oh, forgiveness of sin and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, you are called to overcome as well. Mm -hmm. You're called to, you know, uh, the Day of Atonement served as a reminder, hey, throughout your year, you've come to the sanctuary to ask for the forgiveness of maybe this sin or that sin. Have you have you truly repented, mm -hmm. or is this just an you know? Are you just you know? I just want to get a forgiveness and then I'll do it again and I'll forgiveness mm -hmm. again. This is not what the sanctuary service is about. It's about receiving forgiveness and cleansing, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. overcoming the sins yeah. through the blood of the Lamb, through Christ's righteousness. You know, by faith in in what God is doing. Mm -hmm. But then on the day of atonement, God is also saying, I will not only deal with your sins, but I will also deal with the one who started it all. Mm -hmm. And that's Lucifer, the fall, you know, the fallen right. angel, mm -hmm. Satan. And so the, the scapegoat represents the, 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 the justice that God will bring in the end of time to destroy the originator of sin, mm -hmm. the one who started it all, because he bears responsibility Amen. for all of our Amen. sins in, in, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. It just emphasized to me the, the costliness of sin that just like we can't just say like, oh, like, you know, Lord, please forgive me, and like, poof, it disappears. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. these are all just symbols, um, you know, for, for all the things that we've talked about, that God's desire to be close to us, God's mm -hmm. desire to be reconciled to us, God's desire to somehow get it through our mm -hmm. brains, what he's done and what he continues to do. Mm. But it, it also just shows that this is, it's not a small thing. Mm. The things that we think are so insignificant to God is like, I have to go through all these steps. Mm. <laughs> Right. Just yeah. to be close to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing like all of it. Mm -hmm. I just need your permission. <laughs> yeah. And just your will to be on my side. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I, I, I am overwhelmed by this system of salvation that God has, of, of, even more than salvation, at uh, dealing with sin in the universe, cleaning the universe. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, he, he doesn't force that. Mm -hmm. It's just ginormous. <laughs> he doesn't force it upon us. He mm -hmm. says, Do you want it? And all we have to say is yes. Hopefully that's your prayer out there as we, uh, hopefully you're overwhelmed by this system. And it's not the overwhelm because it's complexity, but the enormity and the import of what we're dealing with. And the main protagonist in all this 
is Jesus. Mm -hmm. From the blood of the lamb to the high priest, he does everything as Callie mentioned, and all he needs is for us to say yes. And my prayer is like, Lord, yeah, deal with my sin and then the sins of the universe. I want to be uh, included in that number. I know that's the prayer of my brothers and my one sister here. And hopefully that's your prayer out there. We'll see you next week as we continue looking at Leviticus chapter 16 and in the concept of judgment that, that Jonathan brought up. What is this judgment? How is this linked to atonement? We'll find out here on Inverse. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.